calling all consumer goods, business owners, and marketing professionals. Does planning content ahead of time stress you out? Do you want to run Instagram and Facebook ads, but just aren't sure where to start? If your answer is yes and yes, then our mini course was made for you. It's 100% free and packed with essential tactics that you can implement as soon as today. To join in, visit our website at umaimarketing.com slash mini course. All right, let's get on with the pod. Welcome to the Umai Social Circle, where we talk consumer goods marketing tips to help business owners and marketers grow. We're Karen and Allison, co-founders of Umai Marketing, and we're diving into the functional prebiotic soda brand Poppy and their explosive growth after their Shark Tank debut. Before we hop in, if you like what you hear, please feel free to leave us a rating, a follow, or subscribe to our pod wherever you're listening from. Thanks so much. So let's get into this. All right, Poppy. Poppy. A bubbly prebiotic soda. So cute. So cute. So cheerful. So colorful. Yeah, so I have the peach tea flavor and the raspberry rose. Okay, I got peach tea as well, and I have ginger lime. I am a sucker for anything ginger limey, ginger lemony. They were sold out of all the other flavors at my local Whole Foods. That's a great sign. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's let's crack one of these guys. I'm going to crack them open, try them. Yeah. Woo! Cheers. Cheers. Okay, I'm having the raspberry rose. Mmm, peach tea. Oh wow. Mm, I what like does it that. taste like? What does it taste like? Can you taste the raspberry and the rose? <laughs> I, have, I have poppy dripping down my computer right now. <laughs> what happened to cheers and you? I don't okay, hold on. It's so good. It's very it's raspberry. It's what I don't I never taste rose. I don't know what rose tastes like but definitely the raspberry and it's reminding me of like something nostalgic and I don't know what it is. Mm, dang it. I wish I had that one too. So I could tune in on it. Mm, All right. Well, I got the peach tea and you have it too. It is delicious. It is very peach tea. So I'm looking mm. at the ingredients list and it's green tea. They use sparkling green tea with apple cider vinegar. So all of these have apple cider vinegar. That's the, that's the kicker. Uh, peach juice, apple juice. Of course I like it. Apple juice, <laughs> cane sugar, natural flavors, and stevia. This one has five grams total sugar. Wow. That's real apple juice. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, yeah. I, I really like the peach tea too. It tastes like it's not good for you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, when especially when they put soda in the in the product name I'm like so I have something to say I feel like (laughs) this is my drink like oh I'm feeling it (laughs) it feels like it's bad for you it feels like it's really bad for you but it's not a treat yeah this is a thing for me I'm I'm in I like that. So another, I'm not going to name names because we're on Poppy right now, but another brand similar, but different. They sent this, um, they sent this questionnaire to all of their purchasers for like, I don't know, they're like 30% off if you fill it out. And it was so long and it was a great brand questionnaire, not brand questionnaire, but like a feedback. And 
one of the questions was, why do you drink it? And my answer was because it, it's a treat. It's not even that it's healthy. It's that I crave something sweet and mm-hmm. I, it's, it's a treat to drink it. It satisfies the craving. And I feel like that's the same for this. Yeah, this is good. I really did not think it would be this good. Ooh, okay. I'm cracking up the ginger lime. <clears throat> oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I love ginger. I'm jealous of your ginger lime. Yeah. The peach tea is good. It tastes like peach tea, but first, yeah, the ginger, I just like love ginger drinks. Mm -hmm. Yummy. Okay. Mm. Yay. Very good. Very tasty. Okay. Let's talk about the, the package, the, the can. Yeah. So, and we'll cover this in a bit because they went through a big rebrand they use they used to be known as mother beverage and they are in glass bottles so now they're aluminum cans and now they're marketing themselves as a prebiotic soda so really honing in on that gut health be gut happy be gut healthy yeah and those three points here on the right on the can prebiotics for a healthy gut infused with apple cider vinegar immunity sidekick wait okay are you talking about the three bullets yeah okay so i have a different one on the peach tea 20 calories per can so that's like they're i guess they're testing different value props uh prebiotics to support healthy digestion one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar so a little different Mm, a little different and we're seeing slight differences on the cans i wonder if that's like moving forward or if it just varies can to can but just slight but the recurring of course is the apple cider vinegar that that's that's it that's the that's the selling point here well i i actually read that they are moving away from apple cider vinegar what um, because it was turning people off i think people were maybe they got some feedback that people weren't trying trying it because they thought it would be sour Oh, really? Um, So it's just going to be prebiotics. So they're focusing more on the prebiotic, which is so interesting because for me, ACV is like so so trendy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so trendy. Mm -hmm. Um, And prebiotics. I feel like packaging them at the same time, but I mean, I don't know. But I guess, yeah, prebiotic is more easy to swallow um, than thinking about a vinegary drink. So yeah, that's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So both of them, if not all of them, I only have two, five grams of sugar or less. It's a friendly reminder, which I needed the reminder. You got to cut off the the label to recycle. Don't forget it. Um, And it says it right there. Okay. I dig it. Very colorful. I mean, what did you read that it was like a fashion statement? Yeah, it's um, it's basically like a photo opportunity to drink a, a poppy, especially if you're a millennial. Yeah, it's Instagram fodder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is, God, that's, I mean, what brand doesn't want that? Um, yep. Major UGC yep. um, and photography. Um, okay, so what, I think we might have little little variations on, I guess, their story. So- um, my peach tea says pop comma cultured facts. No one wants a basic drink. 
I feel like leaning into basic again, hitting on millennials. Well, it's a non-basic um, to drink for Gen basic Z. people. Sorry, but it's true. <laughs> Sorry. I'm apparently one of them because I'm too. Into it. I, yeah. Um, so make every hour happy with this bubbly, better for you prebiotic soda that keeps your gut happy and gives your bod a boost. So they're kind of saying like, I feel like they're in, inferring that this is your bada boost, like inferring that this is, I don't know if it's exactly weight loss or mm-hmm. what they're trying to infer, but yeah, just something positive. Yeah. Positive. Um, downright delicious with barely their sugar. These bubbles with benefits will be your new BFF. Wow. Alliteration. That was a lot of alliteration. I dig it though. <laughs> Okay, yep. cool. Yeah, and their Instagram handles and their website, everything you need on your cans, they got it. Yeah, and just like we were saying, this just freaking pops off the shelf. Nothing else was this bright and colorful. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pops. Like, who was part of that? Who did that? <laughs> who did that? <laughs> And I'm uh, just side note, a little uh, interested to see what's going to happen after I consume two full prebiotic. Yeah, I I never have taken um, apple cider vinegar. I've only like used it for salad dressings. So Mm. I don't, is it going to? Your bot is going to get a boost. (laughs) Yeah, bad boost. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll follow up if anything weird happens. Um, I'll put it, we'll put it in the show. After having two of these babies. All right. Well, let's, okay. Now that we've tasted it, we've dissected the packaging as best we can. Again, full disclosure, we are not branding experts. This is just, we are judging this based on being consumers and marketers. So uh, now let's look at their background. So this was, this product was founded by a husband and wife team, Allison and Steven. They're from Dallas, Tejas. So right up the road. Um, And what she did was they were combining fresh fruit juice with uh, the prebiotic powerhouse we've been mentioning, apple cider vinegar, to create a soda that tasted really good and provided actual health benefits. She struggled with some health-related issues. I can't quite remember what they were, and this was something that helped with that. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't find anything that was exactly what she was struggling with, and I was really curious um, to know, just because I wanted to know if I could relate at all. So I don't think she ever said, unless if anyone knows, um, feel free to tip us in, but, uh, it's just the perfect story of the founder had a need that she couldn't find in the market. So created the product for her own needs. And then it turns out a lot of people had similar needs and wants. So, mm-hmm. and it looks like they were selling at their local farmer's market and then, it led into their big Shark Tank debut. They're Shark Tankers. Yeah, so they came on to Shark Tank in 2018 as Mother Beverage. So that's something that we absolutely have to note. They were, again, they were Mother Beverage. They had a really simple label. Um, I think it was like a like a cre- off-white label mm-hmm. with colored font. So it was just in Mother. a glass bottle glass Mm -hmm. a a nice glass bottle and we actually mother-in-law's kimchi was a longtime client of ours and we did like a mother themed giveaway with them and so they sent us the product we tried it then delicious 
And so they, that's what the brand was when they got on to Shark Tank. So, yeah, I'm curious. Um, I remember that giveaway. Um, what, when they were mother beverage, was there like, was there benefit? Were they talking about ACB as the ingredient or were they talking about prebiotics as the main selling point? That's such a good question. I don't want to say the wrong answer, but my gut, (laughs) gut, uh, it was ACB. It was an apple cider vinegar drink. Oh, sorry if I'm wrong. But that's, that's what my gut says from that. Because I remember mother-in-law's kimchi, the kimchi, the it's alive with probiotics. And it was just that kind of themed giveaway, especially with the name mother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. That's what I remember too, is that they were really focused on apple cider vinegar. So that's really interesting. They must've done, whoever did their branding must've done a lot of um, looking at some data to understand that prebiotic is was the right change Mm -hmm. and speaking of i mean the the investor from shark tank that signed on rohan oza Mm -hmm. i just like the king of beverage Mm -hmm. who was at you know coca-cola for forever the the companies that he were he was at sold to coca-cola for just like what billions um so literal king of beverage was the person that signed on for their investment for, I believe they were asking $400,000 for 10% and he got them for 400,000 for 25%. Obviously we don't know the back end of shark tank and how those actually, you know, play out, but it's very clear that that one played out and Cavu ventures, which is, which he's the co-founder of, they are, investors in Poppy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've got a stacked portfolio. So, um, one of my favorite snacks, skinny dipped, they have mm-hmm. them hymns and hers, health aid, bulletproof, uh, Waterloo, protein, Waterloo, sparkling water, another mm-hmm. Austin brand. Um, yeah. The list goes a on. Great, man. great move. I would yeah. say for Poppy. They, I mean, they know what they're doing and Poppy, how lucky is that to get, get under the wing of someone so powerful in this space, um, a mm-hmm. true expert in the space. So obviously I'm sure he had a huge hand in that rebrand and what it looks yeah, like now. Definitely. Yeah. So Poppy went to launch nationally in grocery stores, um, in retail stores, I think, uh, they got on with whole whole foods pretty early on, but it was during COVID it was March that they were set to launch. So, um, I know they had uh, a write-up in Forbes talking about that struggle, um, of them trying to launch during a pandemic where, um, people weren't going into stores and, you know, what they're ordering and things were, just like rice and things like that. Um, but do you remember what it said? I mean, how they did with that launch, regardless of full on pandemic. Yeah. And I mean, I think the story is so is very similar to a lot of brands that, you know, launched last year. It was kind of a little with a little bit of worry, but I remember like some of our clients had the biggest sales they've ever had. And mm-hmm. they weren't those pantry staple brands. They were just better for you, healthy products that they could get their hands on and that could last. So yeah. 
Yeah. So it looks like the timeline of it was 2018, December, at the very end of 2018, they were on Shark Tank, they got the investment. And then January of 2020 is when that rebrand officially happened. They launched it. And then, yeah, March, they went to launch nationally in grocery and lo and behold, the pandemic. And I believe what was said was that their produ- they already had their production runs. They already had this product. So what could they do other than launch? So they did. And luckily this is a better for you, healthy option. So I think the rest is history here. They're, they're yeah. killing it. Well, I think they also uh, pivoted a bit and got on to like Amazon and things like that mm. um, to help push sales. But yeah, like Karen said, our better for, we only work for better for you brands, and um, luckily, um, they were okay during pandemic times. Yeah, and so now I'm. I really do wonder now, like with that nationally, uh, that national launch in retail, and then Amazon, and then they have D 2 C on their website now. I wish I could. I can assume, but I wish I could see how much of those sales are coming from each platform. Cause it's so interesting. You never, before the pandemic, you never would have thought to buy something like this, these ready to drink canned beverages online. Um, but I bet yeah. they're raking in those sales online. Yeah. Especially um, because of their influencer program, which we will talk about in a moment. Definitely. And, and I mean, beyond Amazon and just, you know, your own site, there's the grocery delivery and all that jazz. So, um, but yeah, I totally agree. I, I never was the consumer that would go and buy something that's like a, a treat or like a snack online, but now I do. Yeah, we all do. Well, a lot <laughs> of us, but yeah, so it's, it's really interesting. I mean, we're only giving you what we can find online, but, and we do have a, a small pass with them since we did a giveaway once upon a time before they rebranded. Um, but also it's, it's interesting to look at how the growth happens. Um, we, with social, so we tell a lot of our smaller brands that it's really important for the founders to get on and, uh, get on stories and just tell their story, um, on the feeds and, and what have you. And it's, it's hard to do, but, um, Allison, the founder here, had, I don't know if she still does it, but she was getting on every Friday to answer questions on Instagram. They called it founder Fridays, um, just answering questions, communicating with her audience. And it's just, I don't know if she still does it, but it's just, it's cool to see like that work you put in that early stage work is so important. It, it makes people become super fans of your brand. Now you don't really see her as much on their Instagram because they're experienced massive growth and they're pulling in others to be featured. Yeah, totally. So, and exactly what Allison just said, there is, there are so many benefits of having a founder focus, putting a face to a name, connecting in a way that just a product can't, because again, you're not selling your products, you're selling your brand. And so these founder Fridays that she did, they look really prevalent or early, early within their launch, their rebrand launch uh, of early last year. And then you see them a lot fewer and far between her being featured because there's just, it's a, it's a certified brand now. It's, it is (laughs) far beyond um, what I personally. It's like a beast in its own. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah, very cool. I love that. And then I also really love how they're mission-based. Um, they're giving back. And especially we're seeing a lot of brands do this, especially during the pandemic and PR or no PR um, brands are doing it because they can and it's the right thing to do. So love that they're doing that. Yeah. yeah I, I read that they were um, giving back by sending this to hospitals, which is really interesting. I mean, it is a I mean, there, I don't know how many studies they done. I, I I don't think there's a lot. It's more of like a home remedy, I guess, to take apple cider vinegar that they are bringing to the masses. But apparently they're sending it to hospitals. Um, I mean, it's no matter what, if it's going to help or not, it's a delicious treat. So mm, I wonder if it's, if it's just for the employees there, if they're like offering it to. I yeah. Don't know. I have part no of like the idea. yeah yeah part of like the lunch I mean yeah the offerings yeah, yeah. <laughs> um cool. yeah I don't I don't know either um but tell us Poppy yeah that's pretty interesting <laughs> cool so yeah rebrand happened they exploded it seriously pops off the shelf now um like Allison said earlier, a fashion statement for millennials to take photos with. It really is just go to their tagged photos and their influencer program is crazy robust, but they're, it's just like super, it's trendy stuff y'all. And I, I say trendy, (laughs) not in like a fleeting way. It's, I I think it's going to be here to last. And I, it's just an exciting and like really visually appealing thing to look at. Yeah. And I would, I know we kind of touched on this and obviously I would love to look at why they made this decision, but what we're seeing is like we said, they saw issues with the name mother, their original name, um, because it was, I I believe it was too vague to copyright, which makes sense. Um, And then they were also like honing in on the apple cider vinegar aspect, but somehow they found out that it was actually turning people off. So now you can see they're rebranded to a prebiotic soda. I think the only time apple cider vinegar is mentioned other than the ingredients, obviously, is like infused with apple cider vinegar. So it talks more about prebiotics than anything, I would say, on the packaging and on the site. Mm-hmm. And even on their, their Instagram bio, join the prebiotic party, 20 calories, five grams of sugar or less, be gut healthy, be gut healthy. She not seen on Shark Tank, prebiotic soda for all. It's a, it is a certified prebiotic soda and apple cider vinegar is just the, it's just a little, little hidden gem. Yeah. And, and I also saw on the site, they kind of touched on the benefits of apple cider vinegar, vinegar. Um, it wasn't backed up by any studies. It was, it was, you know, may help this, like yeah. could provide this, which is what you need to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to protect yourself. But it did touch on, um, m- like may improve squ- skin quality, which is like, wow, like a beauty soda. <laughs> That's so interesting. Like what a new category. And I know there's, um, like the hyped collagen drinks, but this is kind of the first time I've ever seen it in a soda. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, it's a good note. So looking, I, we totally forgot to say what the other flavors were. We were only trying three of their many flavors. So they have watermelon, strawberry, lemon, ginger, lime, raspberry, rose, blueberry, orange, pineapple, mango, which sounds so good. And then 
peach tea. So they have quite a few flavors right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So I do want to touch on the influencer portion of this because while there's lots of things going for them, the one thing that stands out to me other than their rebrand, of course, is influence marketing. And we don't want to come on here and just like assume things and speculate, but this is a fact (laughs) that they're doing this. I have no idea how much they're spending on it. I can safely assume that it's a pretty penny. Um, Because they're, you're seeing macro influencers, right? Oh yeah. Macro and mega. Like these are, these are big influencers that don't do things for free and especially don't let you reshare their stuff for free if Mm -hmm. they do like the brand. Right. And it seems, it seems like a lot of them are advocates of it. They're true drinkers of the soda and it's pretty dang easy to, cause I mean, I have only two here, but they're delicious. They're delicious. And like everyone, like who is not your I mean, they obviously hone in on a target market, but like who doesn't want a delicious like drink, you know? Yeah. So So, broad. mm -hmm. And I mean, their, their demographic, I mean, it's, it's the millennial woman Mm -hmm. and they really focus in hard on that. So, um, (laughs) pretty, pretty cool. And it looks like what they have going on is also, I don't know, again, I'm just talking <laughs> the the influencer program, a lot of them are affiliates. So they have their own promo codes. I think it's for 10% off or something like that. Obviously driving sales on e-com onto their website, um, getting a lot of traffic there and then definitely retargeting these folks. I can hope and assume. And it's just, this is well and good, especially for a brand that's funded like a big venture firm like Kapu. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you can do as a smaller, medium to small to medium sized CPG brand is is probably, I, I don't know if this is in your wheelhouse, if you are funded enough, if you do have your own money to put behind this, like good for you and that's great. But what you can do is really focus in on the micro influencer route. So look what they're doing though. Take them as inspiration. Look at what they're offering them, how they hone in on their customer avatar, what kind of vibe they're setting out, how it connects with the actual brand. Because like we, like you you sell the brand, you don't sell the product. So with the smaller budget, with the smaller brand, you can really hone in on those micro influencer programs. Yeah. And we've been having a lot of talks about influencer programs and someone said recently, like just picking a macro, like a huge influencer with like a million plus followers and betting, like working with them. It's literally a bet. You might see zero sales. Yeah. You never know. So we really prefer to work with these micro influencers, get in with them early you never know what's going to happen. And then also um, we, we usually give discount codes so that we can track sales easily. So we kind of make them more affiliates, like Karen was saying, um, because that also incentivizes them to continue to post because they directly receive that commission. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, Unless you have the money, again, it really depends on how much money you have. Unless you have the money to invest and, you know, not put all your eggs in one basket, I'm going to give you a slight situation. So 
We had a client in the past who we were running a micro-influencer program for them. It was, it's super successful in, in terms of the return on investment and a mega influencer came around huge reach, huge engagement, real engagement, not bots. And we were like, okay, let's, let's see what happens. Let's try and work with them. The investment was very high, very, very, very high. And I, sh- we, we should have known better, right? They, sh- we should have made sure that they were tr- a true, true, true advocate of the brand. So especially if you don't have enough money and we ran that program and not one sale, mm-hmm. not one sale. And that is such a huge blow, um, not only to your finances, but to your idea of what these influencer programs can do. So unless you're able to invest your money into so many of these mega influencers, start small and be Mm -hmm. smart with it. So what I love that Poppy is doing, even though they're mega, is their uh, packaging. So their influencer kits or media kits or whatever you want to call them, they're they're just as colorful as, as the cans. They're all different. That's a little bit expensive. If you're smaller, you can have one box that really houses your products beautifully. If you want to invest more money, I would say that that's a great place to start. It sends a different message than if you just have your product strewn in a brown cardboard box. So that's something I really like that Poppy does. And I think smaller businesses with a little bit of a budget can do. But yeah, with those micro-influencers, here's what I would suggest that you do directly. So create your list. Create a list of micro-influencers within your niche that look like your customer avatar that are probably around, you know, I I don't want to say be specific on a range because it really has to do with your engagement rates too, but anywhere from like 5,000 followers to, I don't know, 25,000, you can be flexible. Certain people will work with you if they're a true advocate of your brand, they like your product and create a long, long list. So we're looking at kind of like 25% conversion rates now. Mm -hmm. So if you want to work with 25 micro-influencers, make a list of a hundred at the very least, and you're going to nurture the relationship. We have a complete guide on how to do that and what that looks like. So if you subscribe to our email list, you'll get that sooner or later. And that's just the nurturing of the relationships and the cultivating of that community. And then, you know, sending free product and seeing how it goes step-by-step. Yeah. I mean, I can't hit on the nurturing Uh, like more it's so important like think how turned off you would be if a brand was just like just cold dm'd you and it's like hey you want to post a picture of my product no it's like you need to like become friendly and like and comment on their posts and let them know that you're on their team as well um, and that you care about them before ever asking for anything. So it does take a little more effort and a little more time. But I mean, a conversion rate, uh, our last round, I think the conversion rate was over uh, 30%. And that's huge. That's big. That's pretty large saying that 30% of the people we reach out to are like, yeah, let's do it. So definitely put in a little bit of more effort if you're going to run one of these programs. 
Absolutely. And it seems so simple on the outside, you know, just to get, oh, this person posted about you. That's so nice. The amount of work that goes behind it is it's a lot of work and you got to be ready to do it. And Allison just slammed her peach tea. I done. I done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, these micro influencer programs and you're seeing it more and more, they really are the way to do what they're doing, but on a very much smaller scale with people that have the opportunity to grow. Just like Allison said, it's like these people might have 5,000 followers and 300 people engaging with them per post. And Instagram's crazy. Social media is nuts. They can go viral. And in a month, they have triple that, quadruple that. So the relationships are key. And something that I really like that we talked to a founder recently was he said that even though he has social media help, he goes in and he has those communications with those influencers. Mm -hmm. I realize how busy all of you are. Yeah. (laughs) Completely get it. And of course, having somebody else do it is great. But if you do have the time and you do enjoy it, jump on, get in there and, you know, it's going to speak volumes too. Yeah. Sign off as yourself. Mm -hmm. Anything else you wanted to talk about with Influencer? Yeah, I think, well, just touching on the fact that it's not just them introducing your product to their followers. You're also able to utilize their content. So as long as you ask. (laughs) that's key. You got to ask. So with these micro influencer programs that I suggest all these small to medium size businesses do is offer the free product after you nurture the relationship, offer free product, get, get it to them, follow up with them after they receive it, make sure they liked it. And then, you know, then you offer affiliate commissions. You say, Hey, I would love to offer you this discount. If you want to push it to your followers, you'll get a 10% commission or a 15% commission, whatever you can afford. And then utilizing the content that they created, as long as it's approved by them to run ads, to run, to post on social, you know? Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. So we, um, all we do is DM and ask again, um, can we use this in an advertisement? It's a different level that you do need to ask for. Um, I actually, I don't think we've ever been told we, we've been told no, like once. Hmm. Um, so usually very high, um, in that message, a lot of times, depending on the client, we'll say, uh, we'll send you more free product or something like that, which I mean, if they're smaller influencers, that's amazing. Like who doesn't want free things? So, um, we do that a lot and that those types of UGC, ads, they, they look very native on the feed and they perform really, really well. They build social proof and trust for your brand. So yeah, I mean, just there's so many ways to repurpose these types of programs to work better for you and grow your brand. Mm-hmm. And these, these influencers are so creative. They can bring ideas to the table that you would have never thought of creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really love. And I hope if any influencer is listening now and rolling their eyes and like, we don't just want free product. It's like, yeah, I understand that. I completely get the amount of work that goes into it and I respect it completely, but it's really important as a brand to understand who these people are and make sure that they're true advocates. And once Mm -hmm. you know that they're true advocates and you know that, you know, they're, you're giving some affiliate commissions, they are selling your product absolutely get into paid partnerships with them. 
Yeah. For more of their time and more of their effort. And you'll have even more results from that. Yeah. And again, like asking for use of an ad isn't going to work every time, but when you understand who the right person to ask, and that's probably after they've made, you know, some money of being an affiliate for you. Um, so that might take a little bit of trial and error, but these, those types of ads perform amazingly. And I'm actually looking at Poppy's um, ads library and that's what they're using as well. So something else to take note of. Ooh, are they using like a lot of UGC for ads? They, they don't run a ton of ads. So they're um, promoting a giveaway. Um, They have some studio shots um, and then the rest are UGC. So definitely take a look. Yeah. Peek at their ads library. mm Mm-hmm. So those, that micro-influencer program that we're talking about, perfect for these smaller stage businesses that are just getting their feet wet with influencers that don't have that much funding. Once you get funded, once you have more, really reward the people that have been by your side. These influencers that have worked their tail off for you, for content, for commissions, for just a true supporters of your brand, really reward them. Get into some paid partnerships, collaborations, have them take over on your page, um, just, you know, nurture that relationship from start to, I, I don't want to say finish. Cause you never know how long these last to start for forever. Yeah. To um. forever. <laughs> well, cheers y'all. That, cheers. that was fun. That wraps up our poppy mukbang and deep dive into the brand. Um, thanks everyone for listening. We, we are fans. Obviously, feel free to DM us at Umai Marketing on Instagram if you have any specific poppy questions or comments, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Umai Social Circle is a CPG agency-driven podcast based out of Austin, Texas. We're excited to share more behind-the-scene insights, chats with industry leaders, and whatever else we learn along the way. Follow us on Instagram at Umai Marketing, or check out our website, umaimarketing.com. Catch you back here soon.